0: Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. How often do you forget a name or a word? We all know the frustration of having something just on the tip of our tongue, but fully forgetting something can be more than frustrating. It can be downright scary. Our brains rely on so many compounds found in nature. These include vitamins and minerals, but also things like polysaccharides, flavonoids, amino acids, carotenoids, folates, enzymes, and so much more. But how many of these are you actually getting? Due to modern farming practices, environmental pollution, and the continued loss of nutrients in our foods, most people aren't taking in nearly enough of what their brain needs. If you're experiencing cognition problems like memory loss or brain fog, then chances are you too are missing out on a lot of these important compounds. The good news, medicinal mushrooms contain all of these compounds and more. And this is why our friends over at Purality Health have infused five of the most nutritious medicinal mushrooms with their micelle liposomal formula to create mushroom mind boost. Long story short, Their patented formula allows these rare, highly beneficial mushroom compounds to be safely shuttled directly into your bloodstream. The result is clearer thinking, improved memory retention, and feeling as spry as your younger self again. The best part, mushroom mind boosts taste just like chocolate syrup. I mean, it tastes amazing, but without the sugar or artificial sweeteners. But don't just take our word for it. Purality Health gives you six whole months to try their formula so that you can feel the difference these compounds can make. And today, we have a 30% off coupon for you. Just visit puralityhealth.com. That's P-U-R-A-L-I-T-Y-H-E-A-L-T-H.com and use the coupon DRJ to access 30% off your purchase today. You guys are gonna love the flavor and the results from the mushroom mind boost. So try it out today. If we're going to be healthy in the 21st century, we have got to keep inflammation under control. Inflammation is literally the root cause of all the different degenerative chronic health conditions. Things like Alzheimer's, heart disease, Parkinson's disease, cancer, diabetes, These are all characterized by chronic inflammation. And so I went ahead and I interviewed some of the top experts in the world when it comes to inflammation and I actually created a summit. It was called the Chronic Inflammation Summit. We hosted it in May of 2021. You may have listened, you may not have, but I wanted to share some of my favorite interviews on this podcast, and this is one of them. You guys are gonna get so much value out of this podcast, and if you know anybody that's struggling with any sort of chronic health conditions, maybe they have pain in their body, digestive issues, autoimmunity, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, brain issues, please share this podcast with them. It could literally change and save their lives. And if you haven't already, take a moment and leave us a five-star review. Your reviews help us reach more people and impact more lives. Thanks so much for doing that, and let's go into the show. Well, hey, guys, welcome back to the Chronic Inflammation Summit, where we're getting to the root cause of chronic disease. Today, we're going to talk a lot about the nervous system, the different branches of the nervous system, sympathetic nervous system, parasympathetic nervous system. We're going to talk about this phenomenon of the cell danger response response. The vagus nerve; these are really hot topics. And we're going to talk about how all that ties into inflammation, and we're going to talk about best strategies to help balance your nervous system, to help become more resilient to stress in life, and to help downregulate inflammation so you can thrive. So, our our guest is Judy Cohen, and uh, Judy runs a company called Vibrant Blue Oils, and she's a best-selling author. She's an award-winning journalist. And with Vibrant Blue Oils, she's combined her training in nutritional therapy and aromatherapy to create unique proprietary blends of organic and wild crafted essential oils that help her clients heal from brain-related challenges, including anxiety, insomnia, and autoimmunity. A lot of people ask me what essential oils I use, and I really like these Vibrant Blue Oils. I use those. I put them on my body on a regular basis, and uh, they're really great things. So definitely want to check that out. Her number one best selling book, Healing with Essential Oils, has been widely praised as one of the most well researched consumer books in years. In it, Jody synthesizes decades of leading scientific research to help explain how essential oils can work to support the body and the brain. She's currently working on her second book, Healing the Brain with Essential Oils. So I'm excited about that book as yes. well. So, Jody, welcome to the summit.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, You know, let's start by talking a little bit about the nervous system and what it is and, you know, really how the different branches. Let's talk about sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system.
1: Yeah, your autonomic nervous system controls all of your automatic functions, like breathing, heart rate, digestion, detoxification, immune function. And it has really two gears. You can think of it as the gas pedal and the brake because it's designed to keep you alive. So if there's a danger, like a wild animal is chasing you or a car is about to veer into your lane, you shift into the sympathetic branch of your nervous system. And that's the branch that mobilizes all of your resources, like your blood, your oxygen, to give you that energy to either fight, flee or freeze if you're paralyzed. And so what happens there is blood is routed from digestion and detoxification organs to your arms and your legs. Your pupils dilate, the black part of your eyes gets really big so that you can see just kind of that next best step. It shuts down kind of your higher ability to ponder and consider options. And it also shuts down everything that's really not critical to surviving in that moment including your ability to digest, detoxify, support your immune system and anti-inflame. And then ideally when the danger passes, almost think of it as a gear shift. You then shift into the parasympathetic state. Like the, the example they use in nature is um, you know the lion is chasing the zebra and the zebra escapes, and then it kind of shakes and releases and shifts gears. And in the parasympathetic state, that's the rest, digest, and heal state. So blood is routed back to your organs of digestion and detoxification to support those processes. Inflammation is able to uh, shut down. Your immune system turns back on. And the challenge is that the stress response is triggered not only by physical danger, but by thought-driven anticipatory stress. You know, if we're worried about something like a a relationship, uh, financial issues, uh, a job, any kind of dynamic that's going on, the body doesn't know the difference because anticipatory stress kept us alive. So those same chemicals get released that would get released in a physical danger. That's why if you know, for anyone who might be exhausted and you're just ready to tap the mat at night, but your body's tired, but your mind is racing and you can't fall asleep. That's because those stress hormones are being released and kind of shifting gears into that parasympathetic state will shift the chemical response and allow you to heal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And most people are in this state of fight or flight where they're really just trying, they're in survival mode. And so they're Correct. not able to heal. And, you know, so big, a big approach to, to getting well is creating balance there between the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. Let's talk a little bit about the vagus nerve, cranial nerve, and vagus is Latin for wanderer, travels from the brain stem down to all of our vital organs and really critical. I mean, it's the main parasympathetic branch, sympathetic nerve, right? And uh, for a lot of people, they can have dysfunction in that vagus nerve.
1: Yeah, it's the most important nerve that no one knows about. And one of its many roles is it serves as the on-off switch. Mm there's um, some research. This uh, New York neuroscientist, Kevin Tracy, figured out that stimulating the vagus nerve basically helps you shift gears into the parasympathetic state. And he started doing research. He actually did a pacemaker-like implant. Um, the vagus nerve just physiologically starts at the base skull, splits, goes behind both um, around the neck, but it's most accessible right behind the earlobe, like if you go ahead and feel behind the earlobe, that's where it's the thickest and the most accessible to the surface. Mm -hmm. And then it innervates the face, the throat, the heart, the lungs, the liver, the gallbladder. And at any point, it's a bi-directional communication, which means that it sends messages between the brain and the body. So this is why deep breathing, it innervates the lungs. So if you breathe deeply, you activate it. If you do a coffee enema, which stimulates the gallbladder to release bile, you stimulate it. Laughing, gargling, there, there are numerous ways that you can activate it. Some of them um, more challenging than others. Like most people don't like to gag themselves or splash their face with freezing water. But Kevin Tracy figured out that stimulating this point Um, He used kind of a pacemaker like electrical implant Mm -hmm. that basically helped um, your vagus nerve also releases the anti-inflammatory neurotransmitter acetylcholine and stimulating the vagus nerve both activates the parasympathetic state and releases acetylcholine. So it's Mm -hmm. basically the way to send that chemical messenger to anti inflame the body through the body. And so um, actually the FDA has approved this device for epilepsy, for depression, for migraines, because all of these issues are kind oh. of related to healthy signaling.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. Now, when you were rubbing back there, is that a possible way to help stimulate the
1: vagus nerve? No, 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 that's that's exactly... So I think oils, oils are fabulous, and I think yeah. that... Um, one thing that I love about you and several of the practitioners that are actually seeing patients and they start to recognize, gosh, this always seems to work. And then they go back and reverse engineer. Why is that working? And that's where I I find the real gold. You know, it's kind of like getting parenting advice from someone whose kids are slightly older and they really know what works. So we created a stimulatory blend. It's um, clove and lime. Mm -hmm. And basically when you apply it behind the earlobe right there, kind of triggering the vagus nerve to release the anti-inflammatory neurotransmitter acetylcholine, all of these things. It's one of the challenges that we face. You know, We know that stress is such a huge underlying issue for so many conditions. But if you tell someone who's super stressed not to be stressed, you know, it yeah. it's hard. Like you almost don't know. You know, oh, okay, I guess I could go to yoga, but the laundry still needs to get done, and my kids still need to eat. I, you know, it doesn't kind of change your external circumstances, but what you can do is change your own reaction. So, you know, um, Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl had this great great quote: "Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space, you get to choose how you react." So you know, if you think about driving, there might be days when you're driving in traffic and someone cuts you off and you don't really care. You know, it's a sunny day, you like whatever song you're listening to, it's all good. And the next day, the exact same situation happens and four letter words are flying out of your mouth. Mm. The only difference in those two situations is you and your resilience in that moment to kind of flow with something challenging or overreact to it. So, I feel like um, activating the vagus nerve, you know, and it's easy to do with essential oils. There are lots of ways to do it, but that's kind of the secret to resilience because it allows you to press pause and really take in all of the information, you know, have your pupils shrink down so that you can see, well, I could yell or I could just let it go. You know, you have options. And so then suddenly you're empowered to choose different options and show up differently.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. And we, you know, we have different phases of our stress response. We have the alarm stage, right? When like something happens immediately, and we're trying to figure out if we need to react. Then we have a resistance stage. And then, you know, if we don't alleviate that stress during that period of time, eventually we'll get to the exhaustion stage. For a lot of people, that's where they're at. They're they're exhausted. They've exhausted the stress response, which makes them even more hypervigilant and and overly reactive. Right. Um, and so, we want to kind of be able to address whatever stress we're dealing with in that initial alarm or the resistance stage. Um, and so, utilizing different different hacks and and uh, techniques is just so important for that. So. You know, you you mentioned clove, and I think it was lime, right? Right. That, in that blend. So yeah. What's unique about those?
1: You know, it's it's amazing. Clove has. Um, well, I'll share one more point that. Yeah. Um, uh, clove is great for detoxifying the mouth and things. So, one of the other interesting pieces of research, there's a researcher out of Tufts University named Kevin Ben-Eckler, who talks about the vagus nerve infection hypothesis. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some of the practitioners that I work with call this vagus nerve toxicity. Basically, if you think of the vagus nerve as the highway between the brain and the gut, so think of a highway and imagine there's an accident and there is a truck that's jackknifed across both Mm -hmm. lanes. Traffic can't flow in either direction, which in your body means your brain can't send signals to your body. Your body can't send signals back up to your brain. So function is compromised. So one of the, you know, the the jackknife in your body can be toxicity. So there can be toxins in your mouth from amalgams, root canals, cavitations, just general bacteria. And if you think about how um, toxins drain, they drain along the trigeminal nerve, right? The jaw. Mm -hmm which intersects with the vagus nerve. So think of, you know, there's an intersection in Seattle that has five stops. It's always a hot mess, mm-hmm. you know, and congestion. And what happens is if um, toxins, especially metals, sit too long, they can get uptaken into the nerve. And so Van calls this a uh, vagus nerve infection hypothesis, and it gets into cell danger response. What is happening is this very minor infection in a very key area is telling the cells that there's danger. And you know, when, when we're sick, when we injure ourselves, what happens? We feel pain so that we kind of are immobilized so that healing can get in there. There's swelling and inflammation so that more blood cells can get to the area. Um, you know, you you don't feel you basically you're fatigued, you're tired, you're in pain. and all of these things are kind of the, the cell danger response to allow for healing to get in. But if there's this low level chronic infection, you know it's, it's a little bit like a loop. Like you start, the healing occurs and then it switches off and you get your energy back, you're not in pain. But if you never complete the loop, you're constantly in cell danger response. So there's a lot of theory that multi-chemical sensitivity, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, all have vagus nerve dysfunction at the root. In fact, I have a whole chapter on vagus nerve toxicity because a lot of practitioners, Dr. Christine Schaffner, who I work closely with, she found that ninety-five percent of her clients have this as an underlying issue. Yeah. And and she mm-hmm. actually um, she did some research with Dr. Marco Rogerio. They basically did sonograms of the neck. You know, the neck is really one of the bottlenecks of the body. And as right. a chiropractor, I, I'm sure you preach this all the time. But mm-hmm. you know, it's the nerves, the vagus nerve, the lymph the vascular system and then the structure. And this is why structural alignment is so important because if your Atlas is off, you know, the signals aren't flowing, but if, you know, basically all of these things work together and the way I describe it is think of it being on an airline, being in the middle seat between two linebackers, you know, you're not really gonna get the arm rest. If your lymph is congested from toxic drainage and it's kind of bumping into the vagus nerve, that signal isn't flowing. So how do you get to that area? Yeah, You know, taking a supplement, it needs to go through the digestive tract and flow back through the blood. Anything you apply on your skin gets into your blood within 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so both Christine and I separately came to the conclusion that essential oils, because they're super small molecules and they're fat... Mm -hmm get into the system really quickly. And you can use oils for a number of reasons. They both help to kind of dilate the vasculature, but also they help with the directionality of flow. You know, and lymph is really a a one-way system. The vagus nerve goes both ways, but with lymph, If there's a bottleneck going in one direction, it it backs up and then the toxins are in the brain and then you feel tired and brain foggy and all of these things and it contributes, you know, causes an immune reaction. So then there's inflammation and it it just kind of builds on itself. So the more you can help alleviate any congestion in this area, the Mm -hmm. more you allow drainage and you avoid inflammation. You, You let the garbage get out and the good things get in. So that's one reason I really, you know, there are people that are like, oh, you can use oils for everything. I don't look at it that way. I think that oils do a very specific thing and they're really good for certain functions like stimulating the vagus nerve, allowing for drainage. So looping back to your original question about clove and lime, clove, one of the things about, you know, people forget that a lot of our pharmaceutical drugs are derived from plants Mm -hmm. and especially chemical constituents in plants. So there's this constituent eugenol that clove has in in the highest levels. And that's why clove was always used in dentistry as a, you know, to kind of dull pain. And then lime has really small molecules. What people may or may not realize is when you combine oils, it's alchemy. Something different occurs. You take clove and you take lime, you combine them and you get almost a new remedy so you suddenly have this very powerful stimulatory oil that helps to detoxify and heal combined with super small molecules so it gets into the system faster.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. So you're basically just in case if there's any infection or toxicity that's built up there, your goal is to get that draining out. And that's why exactly. you're it
1: in there. To kind of break it down and yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that, that certainly makes sense. I just wanted to take a moment and tell you guys about Paleo Valley and their Apple Cider Vinegar Complex. This is a phenomenal product to help improve your digestion, your blood sugar stability, and your energy levels. Most people are dealing with blood sugar imbalances, and that can lead you to have a crash in the afternoon where you need a nap. It can also lead to unwanted weight gain, to inflammation affecting your joints, your skin, and all different parts of your body. Well, you know what? Apple cider vinegar is one of the best things for helping improve your blood sugar stability. You simply take it with meals and it helps reduce the glycemic impact of the food that you're consuming. And that's going to help your body to burn fat for fuel. It's going to reduce overall levels of insulin and insulin is your pro-inflammatory fat storage hormone. We want to get insulin under control. You know what I love about the apple cider vinegar complex that Paleo Valley made is they have a thousand milligrams of apple cider vinegar, which is equivalent to one and a half tablespoons. That is really the clinical dose to get the best results. On top of that, they combined it with 300 milligrams of turmeric which is a powerful anti-inflammatory herb, 300 milligrams of ginger. These are warming herbs that support good digestion, good stomach acid production. They also help to reduce inflammation in the gut and throughout the body. And they have 150 milligrams of cinnamon, which is one of the best herbs for improving insulin sensitivity and blood sugar stability. And they added in 50 milligrams of lemon into the Apple Cider Vinegar Complex to support bile flow and pancreatic enzymes so you can really optimize your digestion and your nutrient absorption. All these ingredients are organic, so you can rest assured you're getting the highest quality product. So if you want to check out the Apple Cider Vinegar Complex, go to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS to save 15% off today. You mentioned the cell danger response. Let's talk a little bit more about that and how that ties into inflammation.
1: Yeah. So part of the cell danger response, I mean, inflammation in small doses is great for you, right? Yeah. It helps you kind of immobilize. It allows all the fluids and healing aspects of your body to get in there and work its magic. And it's supposed to be like everything, you know, stress, inflammation, it's supposed to be acute you know, short, contained, like you get a little cold, your throat hurts for a day, and then you feel better the next day. Mm -hmm. What sadly happens is that it becomes more chronic and drawn out. And this is where the stealth danger response comes into play. When your body is kind of stuck in that chronic and prolonged stress inflammatory state. That's when those um, messages, you know, it's, it's a little bit like you hear the car alarm on the street, right? At a certain point, it shuts down. Imagine that car alarm, like never stops beeping. Yeah. That is your cell danger response.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just continues to go on and on. And uh, the body really, when the body's in survival mood, starts increasing inflammation. We know that because most people have died from chronic systemic infections. And so the body, when it's in survival, it feels like it's under threat for one of these infections. And inflammation is really the antidote to that. It helps protect us from dying from meningitis or from pneumonia or something like that. However, unfortunately, you know, when when inflammation gets turned on and stays on, we end up damaging all of our tissues and, you know, developing chronic degenerative conditions, degenerative diseases, So, you know, super important that we turn off that cell danger response, turn on more of that parasympathetic nervous system. So, you know, you started talking about some of the essential oils and utilizing those. What are some other really good strategies people can use to help balance their nervous system?
1: Yeah. And, you you know, you mentioned also, so there's the the parasympathetic nervous system that works in tandem with your endocrine system, your hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal axis, which is what kind of sends out that high cortisol response that, that basically what happens is the early stage of stress, you're sending out the high cortisol response, but your body can kind of keep up. It's a little bit like a marathon, right? You know, the first 10 miles, you kind of got it. (laughs) Then the next 10, you're getting a little bit tired. By the time you cross the finish line, you're a little depleted because you, you're not designed to keep going in perpetuity. And what's interesting, you know, obviously if there's a real danger, uh, that should turn on, but so much of our response to stress is thought driven, and it becomes it's this loop. Your hypothalamus tells your pituitary to tell your adrenals to release cortisol. The hypothalamus then kind of um, weighs, you know, reads the amount of cortisol in the bloodstream and at a certain point tells the adrenals to stop producing. This is called the negative feedback loop. But what can happen in a chronic stress state is your hypothalamus gets a little dysregulated and doesn't necessarily recognize, you know, to send the off switch. So one of the great things about smelling is that that goes directly to your hypothalamus. So that's a really good way to kind of return it to balance. A lot of um, plants are known as adaptogenic, which means they help you adapt. So- Um you know, if people have taken kind of the 24 hour cortisol saliva test, it's not like your cortisol level is flatlined. You know, it's supposed to be high in the morning to give you energy and then drop at night to allow you to sleep. And usually what happens is it's dysregulated. So it's low when it's supposed to be high, it's high when it's supposed to be low. And so, you know, there are certain remedies that can um, boost your adrenal function or calm your adrenal function. And it's a little bit of like, what should I take when? But adaptogenic herbs meet you when you're, where you're at. So if you, you know, if your cortisol is too low, they help to bring it up. If uh-huh. it's too high, it helps to bring it down. And so oils, like we have an adrenal brand blend that's really good at kind of being an adaptogen. Lavender is an easy one that most people, mm. It, you know, it's kind of like Benadryl. It can make you fall asleep or it can make you hyper. It kind of depends on your own chemistry. But for a lot of people, that's very calming. Um, another cool trick that I actually talked about in my summit, oftentimes when you, know, you have two hemispheres of the brain that ideally are supposed to be in balance, but often they're not. And when you're having kind of that anxiety attack in the moment, that's often your right frontal lobe that's overactive. And so anything you can do to trigger your left frontal lobe helps mm-hmm. to put the two in balance. And as you know, your, your nose, your factory nerve Goes directly right nostril, right frontal lobe, left nostril, left frontal lobe. No. So one trick is just plugging your right nostril, smelling something through your left. Often goes right within into that left brain. Exactly, stimulates the left, balances the hemispheres, and um, I, I speak from personal experience. I used to have anxiety attacks all the time, and this mm. was such. Not only does it um, calm you in the moment, but I, I, yeah. it's very rare that I have one now. Like I feel like it kind of retrains your brain.
0: Yeah. it's a really great hack. And then, you know, also our breathing, can you talk more about how our breathing really impacts our nervous system too?
1: Yeah. It's interesting for anyone who's ever gone to the doctor and had them kind of put the stethoscope on your heart and have you breathe in and breathe out. What they're looking for is when you're breathing in that's kind of increasing your heart rate. And then when you breathe out, that's activating the parasympathetic nervous system. That's when your heart rate's supposed to slow down. And the difference is called your heart rate variability. And yep. this kind of gets back to resilience. It's not that high is good or low is good. It's the ability to shift that right. is really being measured. And so there's a technique called box breathing that, that is super helpful. You breathe in for the count of four, hold for the count of four and then breathe out for the count of eight. And, and as long as you really focus on exhaling more slowly than you inhale that you're stimulating your parasympathetic nervous system.
0: Yeah, it's really good. So we can just basically, you know, in the moment, You can obviously have an oil there that you can smell with your left nostril. You can start doing that box breathing, four-second inhalation, four-second pause, eight-second exhalation. And you can really calm yourself right there in the moment. I think that's so important. And um, really also putting yourself in a a parasympathetic state before you eat food is also really key. Can you talk more about that?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. So the parasympathetic – basically – digestion starts in the brain, right? You smell the food right? and it kind of triggers that whole digestive cascade. It triggers your mouth to release saliva,
0: which is
1: really important because that helps break down the proteins, right? And if the proteins aren't properly broken down, then your immune system flags them as predators and turns on inflammation. It then, um, you know, People often say like, oh, you know, I have acid reflux or GERD and I'm taking acids. What, what people don't realize is that you actually need the stomach acid to be at a certain level to, again, properly break down your nutrients mm. and your proteins. Yeah. And it's a little bit like a bathtub. You know, you're, you don't necessarily get in the tub until the water is warm. The food doesn't necessarily drop until the acid is there. And if you're not in the parasympathetic state, uh, stomach acid can be compromised, So that's a really important factor. And then the parasympathetic state also triggers the release of pancreatic enzymes, bile from the gallbladder, which is also important for detoxifying because bile carries toxins out of your system. It kind of turns on your whole gut and the enzymes to assimilate your nutrients. And also, you know, that whole moving walkway that is your digestive cascade, If the moving walkway isn't moving, things sit too long and it becomes irritable bowel syndrome, uh, small bacteria, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, or even constipation. So it's really like, you know, shifting it. Think of it like riding a bike. You know, Seattle is super hilly. And anytime you hit the hill, if you're in high gear, it's going to be so much harder. So before you start digesting your food, just shift into that digestive parasympathetic state.
0: Yeah, so critical. You know, in our society, we have fast food and, and really just even the concept of fast food. I mean, most of the people listening to this know that fast food restaurants don't offer healthy food. But even the idea of eating fast, um, you know, is, is counterintuitive to really promoting a healthy body. So we want to be eating, especially our larger meals. When we're in that parasympathetic state. So we we shouldn't be on the go and doing stressful activities. We want to be relaxed. We want to do some of that deep breathing. You know, in my family, we we pray, we we and we offer gratitude for our food before we eat. And that's a great way to activate that parasympathetic nervous system because when you're in a state of gratitude, then um you know you're you're turning off that fight or flight response. And so this really helps activate the digestive juices and getting them going. And also, like you mentioned, just smelling the food beforehand, right? So having real aromatic food, where you are using herbs and different things like that. Um, that gets that process started too. And we start producing all these digestive juices. So I think that's so critical, especially anybody that's looking to reduce inflammation in their body. We've got to really protect our gut and optimize our digestive juice production. So super critical. Now, what are some other strategies? Do you have other things, um, you know, for vagus nerve stimulation, for example? I know, um, you know, the vagus helps activate voice, for example, right? And so, yes. there's other strategies that people can be using if they have poor tone in their vagus nerve.
1: There, you know, there are a lot of them. There's breathing. There's coffee enemas. There's even just mm-hmm. being outside in nature, walking. Yeah. Anything you can do to move your body. You know, people hear exercise and they get a little paralyzed. You can just walk. Uh, Gratitude is huge. Your brain can't multitask. So if it's in a state of appreciation and joy, Mm. um, it sends all those cascades. uh, You know, anything that brings you joy, honestly, like if you just have a a favorite song. My daughter's friend Mm. is adorable. She sets all these timers on her phone. So we started uh, for 2021 setting a a joy timer. So, you know, at three o'clock we have like a, a dance party break. And it's amazing. Just one love song it. and it can shift you, you know, from all your online Zoom meetings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I love that. My kids, we, we turn on worship music and we have a dance party. We have a, just a worship party pretty much every night. Um, we do that. And so especially in the wintertime, because it's a great way for the kids to get their energy, get their energy out in the colder weather. And uh, they love the worship music. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's that's fantastic. And you mentioned exercise. And so, there, you know, I always tell people there's a difference between exercise and movement. Movement is very anti-inflammatory. Exercise, I consider oh. something that gets your heart rate up, right? And your goal there is really to promote lean body tissue and improve your overall fitness. And that's a great goal, but it's actually the act of exercise is inflammatory. So it actually promotes inflammation. Your body then responds and becomes more resilient. So there's a great component to it, but you know, you can overtrain. Whereas with movement, movement inherently is anti-inflammatory. So for most people, unless you're really, um, you know, unless you're really not fit, walking is not. Considered, you know, slow, like just relaxed walking is not considered exercise because you're really not getting your heart rate up. It's movement. Movement is critical. Movement um, helps stimulate lymphatics, helps improve circulation, oxygenation, neurotransmitter production. So there's a lot of benefits to that. And, uh, you know, in our society, we just don't move enough. So uh, you said people, a lot of people are intimidated. They think about exercise, they get intimidated because they think about pain, but movement is going to help reduce pain. Overall, so important.
1: That's a huge thank you. That's a really important distinction, I, and I love that. Yeah, I have a dog, so we walk a lot, and um, it's it's amazing. Like I, I, it's hard to be online all day, and I swear yeah. to God, my little walking resets are life saving.
0: Yeah, so critical. I mean, when you're on your Zoom meetings or if you're sitting in an office or whatever it is, I mean, you got to get up and, and be moving around, taking walks, trying to get out in nature as much as possible. It's definitely one of the benefits of having a pet, right? So, you get, yeah. you know, it's like that built-in timer. Pet needs <laughs> to go out, right? So
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and also connecting with animals. I mean, they're just yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah, That's for it. sure. For sure. Yeah. So you get that, that oxytocin release. Right, yeah. when you're connected with you know somebody that loves you or an animal that loves you, you get this oxytocin release, which inherently reduces inflammation in your system.
1: Yeah, and that that reminds me two other things. Like the more you can kind of shift to a heart perspective, the the easier things are if you can get out of your head. So like rose essential oil um, really moves you into the heart space, and it's it's interesting. My daughter had to study a Nobel laureate, so she found this. Nobel laureate in Seattle named Linda Buck, who was an olfactory researcher, and she was researching olfactory receptors correlated to the fear response, predator odor. And then she took it a step further and like, what cancels this out? And it turns out it was rose. So the idea Mm. of stopping to smell the roses, whether they're flowers on your walk or rose essential oil and applying over the heart, that's a really good way to, you know, kind of to your point about gratitude, your brain can't multitask. So if you're flooded with joy and happiness, you're really not able to focus on fear and stress and anxiety.
0: That is so good. So good. So that's another great hack, you know, stop and smell the roses, right. Or get your rose essential oil and keep it at your desk. So you can be doing that. Yeah. I love it.
1: The one final thing, the idea of connecting to nature, nature is so, you know, there, there are rhythms in nature, the more we can kind of align ourselves to those rhythms The healthier we feel. And there's a whole idea of grounding, which a lot of people can take in in a lot of directions. But basically what you're doing is you're kind of um, uh, it's pulling toxins out of your body. It's pulling things down. And root plants, you know, you can eat them or you can use them as oils. Like vetiver is a great one. It's got roots deep in the earth. And so applying to the bottom of your feet, you know, any of the barks like cedar wood, sandalwood, vetiver. They're all really good, especially for kids that are easily distractible. It just helps you kind of feel connected and grounded and stable.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Liver Health Formula from Pure Health Research. For anyone looking to ignite their fat burning metabolism, boost their energy, and transform how they look and feel, they must start taking care of their liver. Your liver is your body's master detoxifier. It performs over 500 key functions in your body every single day. It's responsible for cleansing and removing thousands of harmful toxins, man-made chemicals, alcohol, and dangerous food additives and preservatives. And after decades of wear and tear, our livers slow down and they become sluggish. And this is why so many of us struggle with weight gain and feeling tired all the time. Fortunately, there's a simple all-natural solution that I recommend. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities. It boosts your energy levels and can kick your natural metabolism into high gear. It also works remarkably well to fight fatty liver which is a silent epidemic affecting 100 million Americans. And right now, as a listener of our show, you can try liver health formula completely risk-free and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you're going to receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. This powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids supports a healthy heart and brain. With four times better absorption, thanks to this special nano delivery system. You're also getting four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. Just go to get liverhelp.com forward slash jockers or call toll free at 800-282-1757 to claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula and all five bonus gifts. That's get Liver help. So dot com forward slash jockers or call 800 282 1757. You're covered by their 365 day money back guarantee. So you have nothing to risk, but supplies are limited. So go head over to get liverhelp.com forward slash chockers or call toll free at 800-282-1757 now to order liver health formula and claim your five free bonus gifts while you still can that's get liverhelp.com forward slash chockers or call 800-282-1757 i think about grounding like when you're getting your bare feet on grass, dirt, sand, yes. um, almost like showering your electromagnetic fields. So there's a yeah. healthy electromagnetic field that comes out of the earth that is healthy because you know throughout the history of mankind, we've adapted to it and it has a very calming effect on our body, helps shift us into parasympathetic uh, nervous function. And we're surrounded by all these artificial, very new electromagnetic frequencies that stimulate a stress response. Cause our body, they alarm our body. They're, they're, um, they're new and our body's got to protect itself against it. So getting out and grounding is like, you know, it's it, again, it's like showering. When we go and we take a shower, we're getting dirt, we're getting all this bacterial uh, waste and things like that off of our skin. Well, it's kind of, we need to be doing that for electromagnetic field as well. So grounding, getting your bare feet. I do it every single morning. I have a routine where I go outside, even in the cold weather, um, and get my bare feet. It's like first thing I do when I, um, when I, when I wake up and uh, just get them on grass, dirt, sand. You know, I do it in my front lawn, do some stretching so important. And then also getting out in the woods too. Um, You know, there's, you know, you can, you can hug trees, for example, right. And just getting out in forest bathing can be so powerful for you as well. And that's really, you know, that's like a natural essential oils, right? Because we're like smelling the oils, like coming off of the trees. I mean, more or less, you know, our concentrated essential oils are more or less mimicking what's happening there when we're out in nature.
1: Yeah, and there's there's some really interesting research the secret language of trees it talks about how trees communicate with each other through scent and like mm. warn each other of a predator. It, yeah.
0: Fascinating. It's pretty amazing. Wow, that's really interesting. I didn't even know about that. I was not aware of that.
1: Yeah. Good book.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, just getting out in the woods, I mean, you're you're taking in these aromatic compounds, right? These smells that that you're taking in. And then of course, you know, using different oils. Let's talk about Let's say your top your top five oils for helping improve the parasympathetic response. You mentioned a few. Let's, let's go over them and why they're so good for that.
1: Yeah. Well, I love the combination of clove and lime. That would probably be my top choice just because you can use mm. it strategically to stimulate the vagus nerve. My um, thing would probably be vetiver. There's actually a lot of research on uh, ADD children and what kind of helps them to focus and the more you can um ground them and and also you know it's interesting you want to activate the left hemisphere when you're having an anxiety attack if you um activate the right hemisphere you know you can put like rosemary kind of on your temples or just smell it that's a really good kind of grounding and centering oil um peppermint you put it on
0: your right side because it crosses the the sensory information crosses to the left brain is that correct
1: No, it's really interesting because you're totally right that usually right body, left brain. But what I've heard from the research, like Dr. Robert Malilio, Mm -hmm. he does a lot of research on this. And actually his whole practice is based on the idea that most people are left brain dominant Mm -hmm. and their right hemisphere is kind of under functioning. So he's constantly trying to activate the right. And I actually um, was trying to someone else who said that many times people lean a little bit to the right because we're trying to kind of naturally. Uh, return balance. So what I've heard is that actually applying it to the right, but I'll double check on that.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, cause I studied uh, some neural, some chiropractic neurology with Dr. Malillo. So like the, that right lean tends to be like a weak cerebellum on the right side. And so like when you activate it's, it's unilateral activation of the right cerebellum, and then it activates the left hemisphere, right? So the left cortex, when you do that now olfactory like you were saying is unilateral so it just goes straight whatever side you use it like if you use the left nostril goes right into the left brain right and you were talking about how anxiety can oftentimes be kind of this wound up right right brain so that would make sense because it goes that unilateral into that left brain but i think when you're applying something topically i think it's hitting the cerebellum which is kind of the small brain, but then the cortex part of the brain. I know we're talking over, over the head of some of the listeners here, but the cortex it's it's the um bi- it's the opposite side of the Fabulous. hemisphere.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's good yeah. to know. Yeah. All right. So
0: so, so you mentioned vetiver right? And you mentioned that, that combination of clove and lime, like you, you like to do that vagus nerve stimulation there. And can you do that vagus nerve stimulation on either side?
1: Yes. And honestly, if you have amalgams on one side, definitely do mm. that side because it helps with oh, yeah. drainage. Yep. Um, With everything that's been going on this crazy year, I sometimes do both sides. Yeah. It really helps. And another thing that I love in this crazy year is cypress. Cypress mm. is amazing for kind of, um, you can put it, Over your chest, it helps with respiratory issues, you know, uh, lymphatic drainage drains more 75% on the left side. And one of the bottlenecks is the neck that we talked about, but then also the left clavicle. So Mm. castor oil is good for opening lymph, but um, also I love cypress. Cypress, I find it kind of great. Uh, lavender, I find very relaxing. I love Epsom salt baths. Mm -hmm. I use, um, Mark Hyman's recipe of two cups of Epsom salt, one cup of baking soda, and a couple drops of lavender. I mix it in the tub before adding water. If you're Mm -hmm. doing this for a child, cut the recipe in half. But, um, you know, there's magnesium in Epsom salt, which gets in through the skin and is very relaxing. Um, the baking soda is alkalizing, which I, I think is a great thing for inflammation as well. So it's just a nice way to kind of calm your system down. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the final one that I love is a combination of hot oils. We haven't really yeah. talked about this, but heat is really good for kind of mobilizing um, blood flow. And mm-hmm. it, you, often like, you know, when you're sick, you uh, drink hot tea or a hot yeah. soup, or you take a hot bath, saunas, um, red light therapy, anything that kind of raises your core temperature. Just helps things move better, and there are a lot of hot oils, um, like hot because if you put them on your skin, it might look red, it might feel hot. Mm. Those oils are best applied on the bottom of the feet because the skin is the thickest, yeah. and so you won't get a reaction. But uh, things like oregano, thyme, you know, clove, mm. all of these things are are good for just supporting your immune system and immune modulation.
0: Mm, that's good. And now these oils should be combined with a carrier oil. Is that correct? Because otherwise, yeah. it can be like a little too volatile for the skin.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, yeah. it's interesting because, you know, there's like, do this at home. And then if you're working with a practitioner, um, I think sometimes there's a tendency to over dilute. And so that's okay. one of the things we really try to do with the blends is dilute yeah. them to the perfect level. Yeah. But yeah, it's always best to err on the side of caution. If, if you are new to oils, take like a teaspoon of a carrier oil, and that can be... Uh, coconut oil or olive oil that you find in your own home, you know, and just a drop or two of another oil and start on the bottom of the feet. Always start small. You know, right. you, you can always add, it's kind of like cutting your hair, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can always cut more, but you can't put back what you've already yeah. taken away.
0: Yeah. Start small and kind of work your way up. Now with your blends, let's talk about your blends and how you've, how you've designed those. Cause you have unique blends that you have uh, given names to help people understand what that's going to be working best for. Like you have a liver gallbladder blend. You've got um, what else? Lymphatic blend. You've got several different blends, a parasympathetic blend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, necessity is the mother of invention. I had my own adrenal crash back in 2020. Mm. My, my then husband uh, needed to be moved to a residential treatment facility. And once mm. I realized he wasn't going to die on my watch, I, um, kind of crashed and my kids were five and seven at the time. And I had a full-time job and was kind of the full-time room parent. And, uh, I just couldn't get out of bed. And finally, um, I've been practicing nutrition. So I knew what remedies I should be ingesting and nothing seemed to be helping. And, uh, a good friend came over with a big box of oils and said, you know, you've been so high cortisol for so long, your gut is probably so inflamed that you're really not assimilating nutrients that way. Try oils. And I was so, um, desperate. I, I'd been working with squirmy kids. So I learned this technique called muscle testing, which Mm -hmm. kind of allowed me to, uh, narrow down what would work very quickly. And Mm -hmm. so I muscle tested the box and got, um, five oils for my adrenals. And I thought, that's weird. What do I do with that? And then it occurred to me, oh, you can combine them. So I kind of tested, formulated my own first blend, put it on my adrenals on my low back and pretty quickly felt like, you know, myself again, like felt good enough to go run, shower, go to the supermarket, clean the house, do the laundry, put it away, make their favorite dinner. And I thought that that's amazing. You know, and I got them to bed and was laying in bed, wired and tired and thought, okay, I know this is my neogland. I wonder what I can do. So I kind of walked down and made something up and it was a little bit of, um, I think we're all intuitive. I think, I think we all have a good sense of what's good for us. I think in a sad way, we've been indoctrinated to forget that. But when you're at such a low, when you're kind of your survival's at stake, I think it's easier to access your, your intuition. And so that's how I would formulate. And then I would go back and, and research and realize like, Oh my God, of course, this makes so much sense. Like, you know, it, it it always seemed to make sense. And then, you know, obviously you're constantly like anyone who cooks and makes a recipe, you're constantly tweaking and improving and refining and seeking out practitioners like yourself to, to test it, you know, and some people are able to, um, test the remedy and then really hone in and say like, Oh, is this ratio right? You know, there, there are a lot of kitchen soup remedies. You, you, sometimes yeah. when you combine, um, ingredients, it, it just doesn't work. So you really need to hone that in. So that's, that's how I got started. And, you know, having practice nutrition, you kind of know your blind spots, you know, like if someone's deficient in a B vitamin, that's an easy fix. If their lymph isn't moving and they don't want to move their body, that's more challenging. Yeah, If they're stuck in sympathetic dominance and they don't know how to turn it off, that's more challenging. So I kind of went after like, what are the blind spots or the hard to reach spots? And that's how I created the, the blends.
0: Mm, yeah, that's so good. And so yeah. what's in, let's talk about your adrenal blend. What, uh, what are the main oils that you put in that?
1: It's galbalanum uh, manuka, which is really interesting. You know, tea tree oil uh, I think is bizarrely <laughs> underutilized. Like people people yep. see it as kind of this antifungal, you know, like if, mm-hmm. if you have right. foot disease, but it can actually, um, it has a lot of interesting uses, especially when you combine it. It can be uh, kind of magic. Um, cinnamon, which has a lot of um, kind of a- adaptogenic properties. Um, galvanum, rosemary, and thyme. And, and rosemary and thyme, you know, there are certain oils, like everyone talks about, oh, oregano, you know, don't ingest oregano. Yeah. Like if, if you have some of these, you know, it's kind of like, don't, don't do this at home. You know, if you broke your arm or having, having a heart attack, go to the hospital. This is not the time for essential oils. Like I feel like there, there are different levels, you know, kind of mm-hmm. the using lavender heavily diluted on the bottom of their feet. That's a really great safe place to start or smelling anything through your left nostril. And it can yeah. be, you can even, um you know, Citrus fruits, the oils live in the peel. You can peel a tangerine and smell that. It, it doesn't have to be oil. Just you start where you're at. And then um, that's one reason I, I wrote the book. I'm really hoping mm-hmm. that if, if people are interested and they want to learn more, it's kind of my attempt to handhold them and walk them through the yeah. process.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because obviously, you know, starting out using it as more of aromatherapy or topically, it's safer. Mm-hmm. And um, you know you'll definitely see results with that. I mean, everybody that's used essential oils will tell you that you know you notice you notice a change. I mean, when smell is a really really strong sensation and, and a really strong impact into your brain, and so knowing how to use it properly, obviously, uh, you know, just like any tool, you want to know how to use it properly. That's key. So you know, definitely check out. So is that your new book that you've got up there, Essential Oils yeah. Your Brain? You yeah, know how
1: these publishers? Yeah, work. I mentioned. You that's like- right. A couple Ooh. copies. Um, it's essential oils to boost the brain and heal the body.
0: Well, that's, this has been great. You've given us a lot of great resources, things we can do to help balance our nervous system. We've learned just how, how critical that is to helping the, the cells heal and and turn down inflammation in the body. So it's been a great interview, Jody. Any last words, inspiration for our audience?
1: I just think, um, I, I you know, I feel like there's so much that's happening right now that's feels outside of our control. Mm -hmm. And I just want to reiterate that you get to always control your response. You get to smell something, ground yourself, be grateful, feel joy, and just recognize that you, you get to choose, you know, if you see something on the news or social media, you get to decide, do I want to take that in? Do I want to respond to that? Or am I going to kind of go hug my child or my dog? Like you, you have a lot of power.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important. We, you know, we have a society that's so reactionary, yeah, and, uh, on social media and all over the place. And um, we need to take back. We need to take back the power. We can't let, you know, other people, social media, the news, you know, all that kind of stuff, other circumstances, steal our joy and steal our power. So we need to take back the power. Uh, with that. And then utilizing a lot of these hacks, like we talked about in uh, this interview today can really help assist you move you in the right direction. So definitely check out Jody. check out her new book and VibrantOils.com is, is the best website for you. Is that correct?
1: Uh, vibrant blue oils, yes.
0: vibrant blue, of course, vibrant blue uh, com. And then um, you can check her out on social media as well. Thanks again for your time. We appreciate that. And guys, we'll see you on a future interview. Be blessed everybody.